Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. You hear that, LeVar? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Um, that right there is called a bass drop. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bass drop. That's a, <laughs> yes. that's a good drop. point. Yes, uh, bass drop. That is a, uh, that's that is a term, a good though, point. isn't it? Or no? <laughs> I have no I idea. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think <laughs> my, uh, my favorite was the bass flame. Is that the one you did one day? It was a bass uh, flame? Yeah. 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 We had bass flame. Yeah, yeah. bass flame. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there it is. It little, changes from day to day. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. a bass trigger. Uh, it is uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. It's two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app or on many of our hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program. We will take you all the way up to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. So we talked uh, earlier in the show about uh, the potential of Tom Brady walking away. Is, is this the end for Tom Brady uh, in Tampa Bay? Uh, now we transition over to, is this the end for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Uh, and this was his head coach, Matt LaFleur, addressing the situation on Aaron Rodgers' quarterback yesterday i sat down and talked to aaron today for quite some time what we talked about i'm definitely going to keep between him and myself but um we're hopeful that he'll be back next year obviously i mean this guy has done so much for such a long period of time for this organization for this city for this team and so I, I want to be respectful of his process, whatever he needs to go through to, to make the best decision for himself. And certainly we would love for him to be a Packer and be a Packer until the day he, he decides to retire. You obviously said you guys want Aaron or you want Aaron back and, and you want him to retire here. Is that the final organizational decision on that? Or is there still, you know, some debate about, you know, that you guys have to have um, to make sure you guys want to move forward with him for another year? No, every, every conversation I've been involved in with Goody and Russ and Mark, we're all on the same page there. So there, there's no debate. All right, so there it is. There's uh, Matt LaFleur, the uh, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. No debate. They want Aaron Rodgers back. And now we uh, we get to wait and see whether or not uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to come back. As he pointed out, they got cap issues. Uh, Devontae Adams is a major question mark. But uh, this could be a, uh, a franchise-changing offseason for the Green Bay Packers as a whole, the way this works. I think the difficulty for the Packers is – in an instance where they went through this before, obviously, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you had a glimpse into what Aaron Rodgers truly was or could be. Um, There's a game in Dallas where he came in for Favre. He, he played great. They didn't win, but he brought them back. And that was one of the first signs. Um, just, you know, talking to some people. I remember early in Aaron's career where they said, you know, this, th- that's it. Like, that was that moment where he said, okay, th- this guy can do it. He can get it done. And the rest, obviously, you know, took off from there. We haven't had that moment for Jordan Love. And, you know, we, we weren't talking about Brett Favre as a league MVP at that point in his career for the Packers necessarily. So 
it's a little different when you're talking about a, a two-time league MVP and what he's done. You're, that, that's what you'd be moving on from. It's just it's hard to move on from that, you know. And and, and then watching him go play somewhere else, and then you know looking like you're the you're the team that should be wearing the dunce cap for moving on from him. But he's got a say in all this. He is an Aaron Rodgers, and their team has to make a lot of considerations to the cap which is going to impact how he feels about it. I mean, if they move on from a number of defensive pieces, let's say Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, that opens up cap space. And Rashawn Gary's played great. He's done exactly what they drafted him to be. But he has to be extended. And then so does Jer Alexander, who's been another draft piece that's, that's worked out well. And so you've got to juggle that on defense along with figuring out how to absorb Aaron's cap and Devontae Adams, if it's an extension or the franchise tag, whatever the case may be. And that's what make this, it makes this all very difficult. And then still looming in all of this is Matt LaFleur could say what he wants, but ultimately the roster, that's up to Brian Gutenkunst. How this whole thing operates, that's up to Mark Murphy. And those were the two people that you know Aaron didn't have as good of a relationship with, at least reportedly, Um this entire offseason that led to all the drama that we saw this past year. And so if Mark Murphy, you know, isn't, if he's not going to step down or someone's not going to take his place, and if Brian Gutenkunst looks at this and says, look, this will be a whole heck of a lot easier if we move on with Jordan Love now, we get some draft picks in exchange for Aaron Rodgers, this would make the most sense for us moving forward. So it, it might just be the right timing, I think. Maybe not what they want to do, but the right timing for all parties involved. Who makes the decision on front office guys losing their jobs? Is, is it a board? I, I'm assuming well, it's, there's it's, a board. It's different for it's different for Mark Murphy because he's the president. So ultimately, the he's and he acts as the owner. It's, it's the most unique scenario in the NFL, which is why this whole thing is complicated. So you're looking at a situation where it would probably have to be that board that would then push out Mark Murphy in order to appease Aaron Rodgers, which is a precedent that I don't think anyone would want to set. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that they would do it for Aaron Rodgers. I'm just – but I guess the premise of where I'm trying to go with what I'm thinking right now is if Mark Murphy has the, the – if he's vulnerable enough to be fired, removed from his, his seat, and, and obviously the GM being removed from their seat – if you move on from from Aaron Rodgers, if you do not try, if you do not make it outward to the public that you tried to get him signed back to the team and he opted out of it, he chose not to do it, then I would assume you're running the risk of this team going so far back in terms of their ability to have success I don't see Jordan Love being that guy, at least not yet, not right now. It doesn't appear that he can come in and carry the load the way that it would be close to or comparable for this team to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So if that experiment went really bad, went awry, where does that leave the front office in terms of their job security? Because whatever the answer to that question is, I think will hold the most bearing on how they approach wanting to get this done with Aaron Rodgers. That's what I would assume. Because if you're if you're looking at Jordan Love 
and you brought in Jordan Love to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, and you're not confident that, that Jordan Love is that guy, then you had better buy you a little bit more time in terms of what you're going to do with Aaron Rodgers or show that we tried to bring Aaron Rodgers back, and it was Aaron Rodgers that chose not to come back. Which I don't think Aaron has a problem with that. You know, I mean, he, he almost didn't this past offseason. It didn't, it didn't seem like he had a problem with really saying or doing anything, <laughs> <laughs> at least this past offseason. Yeah, so. that's fair. Yeah. I just wonder – if Rodgers looks at it, like, I wonder if Rodgers is thinking like this. What's going to give me the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl? Because let's just say Tom Brady walks away. I mean, does he really want to, and I know Denver's been thrown out there. If you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you really want to have to deal with, you know, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes twice a year, all season long. The Raiders, who are a playoff team, depending on where they go and what direction they go. Um, you know, Josh Allen's in the AFC. I wonder if he looks at this and says, I might be better off just staying in Green Bay or staying in the NFC. And maybe that's why we talked about Philadelphia and, and the odds of Philadelphia being even a threat. But they've got the draft capital they they could part with multiple yeah, first round picks if that why were would you move. just go to a place that you have no desire to go to just to go to another place i don't know i mean like I, you you'd be better off like you'd be better off staying put and i and i think that's where you know he'll look at what options are out there but that's what you're talking about is that's that's if people think the betting odds are that way for that reason it's more about the draft capital in Green Bay, less about Aaron Rodgers. It ain't going to happen. Like he's, he's not at this point in his career just going to go to a place to go to a place. Like There has to be an incentive. There has to be a reason. It's why I think there is a domino effect of if the Denver Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett. You know what you're walking into there with Hackett being the head coach. You're going to know the system. They, they obviously have a talented roster. And as I said yesterday – quarterbacks aren't wired to give a crap about who else they have to go up against. You don't think that he doesn't think he's going to be able to beat whoever he's going to play? He's been the league MVP in back-to-back years. He's not worried about the other quarterbacks he's got to go up against. He realizes it may be tough. He just wants to go to a place that has the best team built out around him. And, and I also think there's an element of, look, he's been in Green Bay for the entirety of his career. Like, Denver's a badass place to live. Like, I think there's that element of it, too, where people may not think that makes that big of a difference. I, I think in some people's heads, like, it might not be a bad changeup for him to go somewhere else like that where, you know, maybe he's willing to stay there more in the offseason. It's not something where you're going to an offseason home from Green Bay, which, you know, a majority of players do up there. They're not living there all year round. And Denver does have a top 10 pick this year. So there is there is that that could you know probably make it. Well, I mean, wonder what do you think gets the deal done? Multiple it's going to take this year's first round if you're Denver. Next year's first round, probably the next two years' first and second round picks. I would imagine it would take those the the next two years draft classes, first and second round. So you got four picks there, and then you're looking at potentially another piece on the roster. And that's where if I'm Denver. I would offer up some wide receivers because, A, Green Bay needs it. We talked about the fact that, you know, Adams is an unrestricted free agent. They have to figure out what to do with him. You've got Alan Lazard, who's an unrestricted free agent. Valdez Scantley is a restricted free agent. You know, Cobb's uh, a cap. He's going to be a cap casually. He'll be released. So you've got a lot of pieces on that roster that are, they're, they're going to potentially move on from. 
So you could end up offering up some wide receivers to help them build that. And then in exchange, where Devontae Adams pulls a little magic trick and he ends up saying, yeah, I'm not playing for you guys. Uh, either maybe a free agent or let's do a little side-and-trade type thing where they can get him down to Denver so he can play uh, with Aaron Rodgers, where they get more assets or more draft capital out of it. And they also have the uh, the Von Miller trade uh, scored him, uh, I think, another second-round pick as well, too. Uh, second and a third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, if uh, I think that's how it worked, but they got a second round pick there, so it does seem like there is an opportunity there. Um, and then the Devonte Adams, quite I, I wonder how much of a package deal it is, and does it make sense if you're Green Bay and say you lose Aaron Rodgers? Does it make sense to put all that money and pay a guy like Devonte Adams when you just lost Aaron Rodgers, or does it make more sense to either you franchise him for one year or just let him walk and not have to worry about it, not commit to a wide receiver that sort of money when you realize we're probably going to take a take a hit here and, and be on a little bit of a rebuild over the next couple of years? It is a rebuild. It yeah. is a rebuild. So, I mean, I, I think you answered that question. I don't think you're going to break the bank for for one player if you're in the midst of starting a rebuild. Jeez, Even if man. it's Devontae Adams. I, I, I think what they have in their favor is if you're Green Bay, I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. You got Minnesota who's got to hire a new head coach, new general manager, and Cousins who's on the last year of his deal. And so you don't know what direction that organization is going to go in. If they move on from Cousins and maybe they look at it and say, we want to rebuild. Okay. So you kind of catch them at the right time. Chicago's got to hire a new head coach, new general manager, right? So you're kind of catching them in a decision where they've got a roster they need to figure out. They've got a quarterback in the future, but they've got to figure out a lot of things. And you've got the Lions, who were the worst team in you know, the NFC North. But, you know, look, maybe they're building up. But I think they're still – the roster's probably still a long ways away of being where it needs to be. So you look at it one of two ways. Either you say, well, maybe the time's right for us now to make that transition because it might be easier for Jordan Love to, to play within the NFC North given that's everything a, around him. That's a great point. That's or you say point. we could just continue to keep beating down them for one more year. This is going to be the best place to try to get that number one <laughs> overall seed again, even though it, it didn't really benefit him this year. You could get the number one seed even not being that good in a rebuild because of how bad the NFC North is. It's a, it's well, a, it's a great point. So basically the, the Packers are looking around the division going, this place sucks, man. Like, and why I mean, not? And A-Rod hasn't won but one Super Bowl, so Relax. you're like, hey, we could, if we're making oh, it, if we're man. still making it to the playoffs as a number one seed, we can't do any worse than what we did this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like your, your downside uh, risk is like, all right, like let's go with Jordan Love. Let's see if we have enough point. pieces to make make this work and then maybe we catch you know everyone else who's also rebuilding right now in the nfc north and 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 maybe that ends up working out in their favor and again they had the number one overall seed in the nfc this year it still didn't matter for them at the end of the day so you know maybe maybe they look at this as the time to move on but again there's there's so many working parts uh two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio brought to you by discover real credit card questions require real people someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you that's why discover offers helpful u.s-based representatives available 24 7 discover exceptionally common sense lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr coming up next a super bowl champion could be walking away and it's not the person you're thinking of we'll get into all that for you next year on fox sports radio be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific 
on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, later on this hour, uh, we've got some results from the uh, this weekend's Prop at Monster. Uh, some uh, interesting developments. Uh, also, then uh, this is strange. Um, Live Bet Jesus has sent a tweet. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, listen. Who's playing right now? Uh, I, I don't know. That's, Is it basketball now? They're going like midday games? I, I have no idea. But, uh, Is it hockey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be Australian Open. I don't know. But, well, that's uh, right. You had a personal yes. relationship with Live Bet Jesus. I mean, shouldn't you know what he's what he's sending a tweet out? No, of? He, it's, it's the Australian Open. I forgot that that's well, because Novak Djokovic is playing, right? Well, no. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, oh, well, he's great. I think, I think pool. They ran out of I N95. I hear he's doing really well. Yeah, they, too. Ran, they ran out of N95, so I don't think he's there uh, at, this, uh, at this tournament. But uh, unfortunately, um, you know, for, for Djokovic, he's not there. But fortunately for you, apparently Live Bet Jesus is going to make a pick. And for those that are unaware, um, oh, yeah, he yeah. used to appear uh, randomly on uh, our Sunday night shows, uh, Brady Quinn and I, for years and years. Although he never showed up when Brady was gone, though. It's very, very weird how that worked. But um, he comes on the air. Uh, the lights go out in the studio. And then a piece of paper falls down onto the desk. It's weird. It's not some radio game. It's not, you know, we're not playing Gravass on the air. It's real stuff. And by and large, I, I would say at an 80 or 90% clip, he picks winners. Crazy. I mean, 80 or 90% of the time he picks winners. Thank you, Jesus! Uh, that, that is actually the most uh, false thing you've said ever on the show. <laughs> what do you mean? No, because you're, you're painting him in a different light, and, and Lee can attest to this. <laughs> he may What's be won 20% here? of the time. Like, his bets are awful. My, my advice to people out there is look at the odds, okay, before you just blindly make any bet from live bet, Jesus. <laughs> And realize that either you're you're risking a lot to make a little because he bets the favorites or he'll bet them like late in a match, in this case in tennis, um, or he's going to go for a long shot that's never going to hit. So Listen, uh, that's a strategy, and he's awful at it. Lee, is there any truth to that? I, I don't think there is. I mean, uh, the numbers were a bit skewed with uh, with the, <laughs> well, the portrayal there of Live Edges, yeah. as well as the numbers that he would give out. Uh, uh, they weren't always accurate numbers that well, we could find. I, I, we're going to take Lee's word for it. The guy passed out by a fire pit 48 I mean, hours ago. You just I mean, asked him the uh, question. Yeah, yeah but I didn't did like his answer. Him. I didn't like his answer. So I, I just I don't think we need to bully him. LeVar has seen Live Bet Jesus once. I he's claimed seen. to have seen him once. And I've seen the first uh in the air uh chalk outline of a person in that picture of Lee Delap. So I have seen some true. outrageous things, you know, like like live bet Jesus in uh, person. Yeah. All right, well listen, I I don't know. I don't I don't have any control or say over this content. So maybe he'll show up here later on this hour. Uh, oh, so that would wow. be my assumption. That would be amazing. Uh, um you know who uh, may not show up at all? Uh Sean Payton may not show up at all for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um there's been uh, some rumblings that uh, Sean Payton is kind of uh, I don't want to say ghosted but is uh, not really returning calls to the New Orleans Saints, non-committal over whether or not he's going to come back and be the head coach for the New Orleans Saints, the Super Bowl champion head coach. Uh, the uh, Saints owner, Gail Benson, was at a Mardi Gras event, and she was asked about uh, the situation with Sean Payton, and here's how it sounded. Any word on what's going on with Sean Payton, I have to ask? You know, Sean, we don't know. You know, who knows? <laughs> we'll find out soon enough, I guess. <laughs> I don't think any of us know, <laughs> but he'll let us know soon enough. Oh, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, <laughs> people that laugh like that when they answer questions generally have uh, lipstick on their teeth, on their front two teeth. <laughs> 
I've, I've found that to be very true. They they suck on peppermints, um, and they have lipstick on their front two teeth, <laughs> and they are the sweetest people that you'll ever meet. I mean, yeah. that's those are the three. And you know, I, I don't know what else to take away from that quote, other than I could guarantee you, if you saw a visual of her, she had lipstick on her teeth, and it's usually red, <laughs> red lipstick on it has your front to be, teeth, right? Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, if you're if you own an NFL team and uh, you're not quite sure what whether or not your head coach is going to be back. Um, <laughs> kind of problematic, no? <laughs> kind of an issue, no, maybe? Maybe that might be a problem. Yeah, we don't know? know where he's at. You know, that's Sean. <laughs> oh, man, that's Sean. We may, we may not have a coach yeah. next year. <laughs> oh, 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 that, that just tickled oh, me to death. Man. Uh, <laughs> Look, uh, there's been some speculation that, you know, uh, maybe uh, he would we would go elsewhere. There was a report over the weekend or a couple different reports saying that, well, you know, it's not likely that he would coach another team in 2022. If he walked away, he would either retire for a year. I know Brady Broadcasting has been brought up that there's been some rumblings that uh, that that a couple networks are are interested in potentially hiring Sean Payton. But it does feel like this is not an ideal spot if you're uh, if you're a member of the New Orleans Saints wondering who's going to coach your team next year he would crush it in the booth and if i am any of these major networks i would be looking long and hard at trying to get him on my roster to be calling whatever primetime game you want and and i do believe coaches have an easier transition into the booth uh than most because and i'd say you know first ahead of quarterbacks and then I feel like after that you can kind of start talking about some different position groups but reason being is the way they have to see the game what they have to know about the game but a coach is going to be able to give you or should be able to provide you definitive points throughout the game as to what he would be doing how he's managing it how he's analyzing it and maybe even you know what the players should be doing etc so I just I think his personality I think his knowledge as one of the better play callers in the NFL, all those things um, would would be a huge get for any network. And and he's you know, he's a likable guy. I think for people who've been around him, he's a, he's a likable guy to be around. And just I I think he could make a lot of money and do it for a long period of time if he wanted to do that. And that really comes down to what he wants to do. But I'm not saying he's going to be the next John Gruden because I think the thing that Gruden did um, before this whole you know debacle with the Las Vegas Raiders but what he did that not a lot of people are able to do is become a character Mm. right I mean that's one of the things that I don't think he was trying to emulate John Madden in any way but I do think what he took from John Madden was John Madden became this lovable character that was entertaining but informative and just you kind of never knew what he was going to say and he was lovable Gruden did that to a degree as a broadcaster he became that guy you look forward to, like, this guy. You know, you just the way you go about talking about players, and he kind of put his own spin on it. If Sean Payton could figure that out, it'd be a grand slam. And with what they're paying Tony Romo, again, you're, you're looking at a guy who, as far as his credentials in Sean Payton, it'd be hard not to say he doesn't deserve the same amount, if not more. Hmm. Uh, I uh, Look, I just think that the New Orleans Saints – 
might be uh, might want to start kicking the tires on some potential. Like, what's the play here for Sean Payton? Is this just he's tired of New Orleans? It, does he look around and say, we got a quarterback problem and I don't want to be a part of uh, us trying to figure this thing out? Or is he really just burnt? And maybe there's a Bruce Arians aspect to it where Bruce Arians walked away uh, from Arizona and the thought was he's done and then an opportunity to, to, to coach Tampa Bay uh, and to go back there and, and, and try and, you know, with, with whatever faith he had in the offense and the talent on that roster, they thought maybe he could be the answer to Jameis Winston. It ended up being Tom Brady and he won a Super Bowl. What do you think the play is here? Because it does feel like, and Albert Breer alluded to this a couple weeks ago when we had him on the air, that maybe just this is the natural end to his time in New Orleans, a successful run, but maybe just the situation where they're at, it's time to just move on. Drew Brees is gone, and maybe now it's Sean Payton's turn to exit. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's a definitive. I, I think the play here is Sean Payton measures out and weighs out what's what's most impactful for him to do. And if that's if that's transitioning into to media, then then maybe those are conversations that may be ensuing right now. I, I would I would ultimately say it's not good that he's radio silent with with the organization. <laughs> I mean, if you want to look at the first the first piece of this that says, well, you got to start thinking otherwise outside of him returning as the coach is no, you know, that that response as to what what Sean is doing. I mean, if that's indeed true that he goes off the grid, then there's nothing really to to concern ourselves with other than the fact that somebody got a hold of it and it made for good clickbait for a discussion to ensue from it. But if that's not the case, and there's something really here, then you have to assume him not being in contact with the organization um, is not that does not bode well in terms of him returning. And the quarterback situation is up in the air. But I, I, I will say that there are some pieces in New Orleans that if I am still Sean Payton, if I'm well, obviously if I'm Sean Payton, if, if if I'm looking at can I still have success with this team? The answer would be yes. He still can have success with this team. And New Orleans is not a horrible place to go play. So it wouldn't be hard to get players to come there in free agency. So I think it ultimately comes down to is he looking to move on? Is he burnt out? He's gone through a lot. He went through a lot this season um, in terms of with the injuries and trying to get through through this season successfully. He's gone through losing Drew Brees. He's he's gone through a lot as the head coach over the years in New Orleans. So if he were to take a step away and not want to coach this year or do something different – I don't think that it would come as a tremendous surprise. I don't think people would be blown away like, oh, Sean Payton stepping down. I mean, he's missed time before, not not by choice, but he has missed time before. <laughs> yeah, what was that for? Was there some uh, you know, little, 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 little shenanigans was going on. That's <laughs> all. A few little shenanigans yeah, little, was, was – A yeah. little, little pay for bruises uh, type, yeah, yeah. Uh, type yeah, thing going know. on. Um, I, I just – so it, what, what do we think – they hand you a hundred dollars. You got to walk up to a uh, you know a, a sports book in Las Vegas, uh, Labar. You've got yourself a giant souvenir cup. They got a Long Island in there with a giant straw. Brady, they got you a giant souvenir cup. You got an EAS supplement drink inside of there, and they say, "Here's a hundred oh, okay. bucks." Right, you got you got That is you, out of control. Here, here's a hundred bucks. You got to bet on Sean Payton's next move. What do you guys think it is? Oh man, I I don't I don't. Back. 
You think he's coming back? I do. I think he's coming. I, back. I think that's probably the the favorite bet to make. Um, I just I don't know. Something feels odd about it. How how old is Sean Payton now? He is. Let me get that for you. He's here. What is mid fifties? Fifty eight. Oh, late fifties. Okay. I don't know. I mean, coaches are coaching as long as they ever have. He's been successful. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe making he hits, money. Yeah, but maybe he may, hits the reset button for a year. Like, it, if he goes in the broadcasting, that's obviously separate. Like, I think if he takes a year off, it's one and the same. Like, he would do some broadcasting. I don't know if he jumps into a big role, but I think he'd take a year off, maybe do some broadcasting, and then look at, you know, stepping back in he, in some way. If he, uh, if he takes a year off, um, somebody should tell uh, Mike McCarthy to put his house up for sale. Just saying, if he takes a year off, somebody should tell Mike McCarthy. Hey, you might want to uh, call U-Haul or something. It is, getting, uh, it is interesting to think about the effects if Sean Payton was on the open market. Oh, God. Right. Like, that's, that's a coach that everyone's going to want to bring in for interviews. And let's just say it was a Dan Quinn, Brian Dable, or the two top guys. Like, wouldn't you say, hold on a second, now, now everyone might be looking to fire their coach <laughs> just to hire Sean Payton. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of joe here on what? Fox Sports Radio. What was that about? I just got Double rib- barrel act. I just got Roberto'd. Oh, uh, that's, geez. That's, oh. <laughs> um, seven at seven. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you something, Lamar. Seven at seven. Uh, the, um, you know, somebody has returned. Uh, so I'll just giggity, put giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> so, It's me, Pac-Man. <laughs> I've returned. <laughs> it is true. It's me. Uh, all right. It's, uh... What's the matter with you, Pac-Man? <laughs> What's the matter? Huh? What's the matter with you, man? Huh? <laughs> this is me. It's, uh, LeVar Erickton, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we've got uh, results uh, and an interesting uh, finish to the prop bet monster uh, from the weekend in the NFL. Plus, Live Bet Jesus has sent a tweet. Uh, we are about to hear an actual live in-game bet made on the air from a supernatural power, one of the greats in sports radio history. And as Brady Quinn points out, a guy who has won 80 to 90% of his bets while on the air. And that's next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr coming up top of next hour about 15 minutes from now we're going to get back into the nfl the uh, playoffs still ongoing we got conference championship weekend coming up and we've still got some storylines uh some people not happy about the situation their team is in uh, heading into this weekend we'll get into that for you here uh, on fsr so we did do a uh, prop bet monster from uh, the divisional round oh the old prop bet yeah monster. just a a yeah. wild 
wild uh, divisional round. Uh, do you guys want to hear the results? Because uh, I, I feel like we've got it. I don't want to say controversy, but a little Uh-oh. bit of an issue here. Let's um, hear it. All right. So uh, first and foremost, I do want to give you guys credit. Uh, Derrick Henry's first carry, uh, it was it positive yardage, negative yardage, or no yardage? Of course, it was positive yardage. You guys both hit on that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's headwear, you both went with the beanie. Uh, job well done by you guys there. Um, first post-whistle altercation between Aaron Donald and Ryan Jensen. I don't recall there being one, which would mean that the over-under of halftime, it would lean That's towards the over. So, well, well I think, um, I mean, do we think it's a push or do we think that it's just uh, that it hit the over because it, if it did happen, it was going to be after halftime. So are we going to go with push? But it never happened. That I know. I, but I would put it on Lee. Let Lee decide. Right, he's, Lee, he's the independent right, arbitrator. So, Lee, here's the situation. Over under <laughs> halftime for Ryan Jensen, Aaron Donald altercation. We don't recall seeing one, so is it just a wash? That is a wash. Okay, so that's, that's a, a wash. So that's a push wash there. Yeah. Um, they also had, um, you know, uh, uh, Brady Quinn had the road team to win first this weekend. He had the Bengals. LeVar said there would be no road teams winning this weekend. Oh, well, I was uh, off on they, that. There were three. <laughs> there were, right, the there three. Um, here's where the controversy takes takes place because um one of the other ones was in the bills chiefs game what gets thrown on the field first and the options were trash a challenge flag or an object of a sexual nature that was thrown last week and i don't recall there being a challenge flag thrown like I, I looked through the entire box score. I went through every single drive summary. I don't recall there being one thrown, but I feel like just because he took the chance and chose the sexual object being thrown oh, onto the field, God. that Lavar should get the point there. But again, we'll leave it up to Lee because that's more his expertise here. <laughs> Lee, how oh, are we feeling geez. about that? Are we going to go with uh, that's a wash as well too? That is, I, no, I got. Unfortunately, I like your uh, your logic there, Jonas, but can, it is a wash. Can I can I weigh in here? Yes, can please. I weigh in here? Yeah. Um, um, some would describe the gentleman that ran down on the field, all right, as a sexual object. I, 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 or, I was sitting there thinking trend. the same a, thing. A word beginning with maybe yeah. let's play Bildo or something else. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I will concede this one okay. because there was a man who ran on the field that got smoked by Stefan oh, Diggs. Man. That is very true. That you could make the case that was a sexual object. <laughs> That found its way onto the field. All right, very good. He was a sexual object. I mean, in in LeVar's defense, I do (laughs) think that would count (laughs) as a sexual object. All right. Sense. There was sense at work right there. There we go. Yeah, there there, there it is. I'm not sure how much action that particular object's getting. I mean, maybe it was machine, sex machine. (laughs) Can we go with just a tangent right now? Like, if that's your boyfriend, husband who does that. I'll see you. That's it. You you think? Yeah, I think so. You're an idiot. Maybe he was running away from the relationship. Like maybe mm. she said something and he was like, Oh, I gotta get out of here, just jump down in the field. It's like oh. that's the fastest way to get out, right? I mean what what's the You point? can be dri- driven to the edge sometimes, you know. It could have been a crying baby, could have been, you know, breastfeeding or something. I you know, I don't know. It could have been something that just caught him off guard and he just said, you know, this is it. Like I'm gonna just take my clothes off and I'm gonna just run it out, you know, I'm gonna just I'll 
feel better on the other side of the field. Well, if you, know? you, I mean, if you brought your baby to a game like that and uh, and those yeah. temperatures, uh, you already yeah. have more problems. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, imagine uh, and now, uh, imagine guys, feeding in that that temperature. Look, you know, everybody, everybody <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm feeding, yeah, feeding. You know, just drop that thing right on out. Get the feeding. You know, the baby's got to eat. You know, oh man, you know, all dairy diet. You know what I mean? Oh, You'd be like, like ice cream. Yeah, and I was gonna say, yes, that's, yes. Gonna say, that's correct. Frozen. I was gonna yes, say yogurt. Uh, yeah, it's more, like a, more like a Slurpee. Um, at, at, uh, we've all been bombed at a game, right? I think everybody here at some point in time in their life has been hammered at a sporting event. I know I have hammered. I can't say I have. I, I hate to be the guy that ruins the the streak of it, but. Yeah, I don't okay. think I've ever been that. Uh, so, so as close as what? you've ever come to being I, I hammered, know, man. get in a suite and had a few drinks. Come on, Lavar, you never no, hammered. Sporting event? I've never been hammered. Okay, ha- like just think about the most drunk you've ever been at a sporting event. Has it ever occurred to you? You know what? I'm going to run onto that field. That's All right, never, I take I take that back. I take that back. I, I had to go through my mental rolodex. I, I take that back. I did tailgate very hard at, at a Penn State game before and was on the side and actually got kicked off the sideline. But go ahead. Oh, that was go that ahead. game. Well, that go was ahead. that game where yeah. you got kicked off the sideline. Yes, line. yes, yes. <laughs> I did get kicked off. Um, yep. Yeah, I just uh, I, I've never. It's never occurred to me. Like you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and run on the field and then just get you know, assaulted for free uh, by by a professional athlete. Now, never thought I will about say. That. This I might have took my clothes off and started running across the field, telling the referees that they were undressing us, literally in that game because of the way they were calling the game. <laughs> that is a possibility that in that moment, my state of mind, I could have done that. I, I mean, could have done it. Well, I just listen. start, just start getting, just start derobing right there, like piece of articles of clothing coming off as I walked off of the sideline, and just started throwing them off. You know, I mean that's uh, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that sounds like uh, you know that's that's a risky. I mean, you know? for, for and then I would have been like, this is me, Penn State. <laughs> for- this is me. Yeah, I mean, for some of us, uh, you know, we try and uh, try and not make that mistake because there's oh, okay. uh, repercussions that come along with that. So, oh, yeah. yeah I, just, uh, no. I mean, I'm, yeah. I just never have thought, uh, you know, I'm hammered at a game. Let me just go ahead and storm out of the field. That seems like a good move. I mean, the guys, it's literally a free shot for anybody on that field. Uh, by the way, uh, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings <laughs> app and use code 2PROS, the number 2PROS, to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Here we go. What do you mean? What yeah, do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Nobody. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Stand back. Stand Stop back, everybody. Doing, oh, my God. Stop oh, my God. Guys. Stop oh, my God. oh, no. All right. Who's oh, no. the A-hole? Oh, who who turned go. out the lights? Oh, no. Okay. All right. So now the lights have started to flicker. Now they're completely oh, out. Man. Street yes. lights are out. I can't believe this. I can hear Cars it. have stopped on the side I of the road feel here. It. I'm not even making this up. And now he there's all of a sudden, there's a piece of paper dropping down onto the desk here. And just so you know, like, this is not a radio gag. It's real. This isn't some shenanigans. Here, this is real. Right, to, to finish the hour, like here's the proof. There it is. There it is. It is this morning <laughs> on the 25th of January, 2022, that I live bet Jesus proclaimed the pick to be Matteo Berrettini in the Australian Open over Gail Monfitz. 
And how about that? We've got our first Australian Open pick here, uh, guys, uh, from Live Bet Jesus. That sounds like a winner. I mean, uh, that sounds like a sure money here if you want to make a little bit of coin. (laughs) Great job.